Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, and we are up to number 49. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and somewhere out there in Illinois is Liverpool Neil. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing fine. Hello, hello, everybody. And beautiful, so, beautiful Midwestern day, isn't it? It is, and sorry if you can hear like a, a lawnmower in the background, but we have somebody getting their lawn mowed outside, and I've got all my windows closed, but I still can't kill it. It's so just, it's just, we'll it's just a nice like feedback like buzz, like your favorite '80s hardcore seven inches. <laughs> Yeah, just that yeah. little, just that loud noise in the background where you're going, what, what is going on with that? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of forget about it after a while. It just kind of bl- blends in. So, how are you? So you I'm good, man. I yeah. noticed you, uh, you've been, uh, so some of the bars are obviously open back up. Is that in the city or is that in the suburbs? Hmm. I noticed you've been hitting some pubs <coughs> around the Chicago area. Oh, this is that dry cough. Hitting something right now. Um, you go, you, you, you go to the pubs and then you get a dry cough. Is it a coincidence? Dude, it is so. hysterical. So yes, you are correct, and it is in the city. So the, it, it is in the city limits. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The suburbs actually opened a few weeks ago, and the city okay. only opened, I think, the Saturday before last, and only allowed for outdoor service. So, oh, so only it's only outdoors. yeah. Okay. So it's only places that you can sit outside and have a beer. But it was wonderful. So the first day it was up. Um, all the local my my local that I like to go to the Red Lion not not the touristy one not the, the other one joint. Not um, the joint locally like in Chicago you're in about. Chicago yeah yeah it's in, it's on the very north side though um, so we went there because they had outdoor seating and stuff and uh, it was amazing to just be outside again and acting like a normal person and even though they're serving in plastic cups they're not serving in glasses for whatever reason and yep. the guy that owns the place is has to wear a mask I guess that must be some kind of city rule um, mm. but even, we, we didn't have to wear masks outside so that was good so it was almost like a taste of normalcy it was great sat mm. out there and got kind of bombed for three hours so that was uh, there you that go. was excellent yeah spent, uh, so, spent too so much money my pal Scott and I, who you know, obviously, and I've mentioned it, we've mentioned a couple times on the show, we went out Thursday night uh, for the first time in forever. And I actually got home from work, and it's mm-hmm. been really nice, right? Yep. Got home from work, and I'm like, oh, I got like half of a 15-pack of cheap beer in the fridge. I'm like, ah, oh, I just have one or two to, uh, you know, after work. And I just never stopped Oh, between when I got home and when he and I went out on Thursday. But I had Friday off because my, I went away for the weekend. So it was pretty good, but I got to tell you, our local, like our local bar here, I, I, they have taken some tables out. So what's the name There's, of this local establishment? The the one that we go to is called Southside. Just, the, just Southside? People, yeah, the people who own it have a boner for the Cubs or something. So they, That'll be the White or, Sox. I'm sorry, the White, White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a random three-hour-away local little dive bar and it's called Southside. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Th- we, uh, hold on, hold on. Three hours away? Three hours from the Southside of Chicago. Oh, uh, gotcha. Not yeah, quite yeah. three hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... It is sort of weird, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the owner must it, be a huge years, White Sox fan or something. It had the classic name and we knew the old owner. The old owner was a, gr- a real good old guy who, like, would drive you home at the end of the night if you got out of hand. You know, that, that kind of guy. But that it was called the Anchor Inn for years and years and years. Mm. And it was such a classic. But there's like, how many Anchor Bars are there? Like 50,000, right? Yeah. So Probably. they bought it and they wanted to buy it. And they had fixed it up quite a bit. And it was, I mean, we've been going to that place so long. I think I had my first beer in there when I was 19. I went in there with a guy who was a couple years older. Hmm. So, yeah, we've been going there for years. So, anyway. But, yeah, so we went over there. And, and once again, like I said, the tables are out. Like, like a certain amount of tables are out. Um. But the wait staff wasn't wearing masks, which is 
this seems to be like we're like this trip we just had. Everybody like working at the establishments has to wear the masks. Mm-hmm. And in but Indiana, it seems like right. minimal amount of people, minimal amount of people wearing them in the. But it was fun, man. We had a good time. We we probably I probably had a little little more than I need to. I mean, I didn't get totally out of hand or anything. But nice. First time we'd been out drinking at a bar in in months. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing it really, to feel it, like know, back so to normal life again, right? Well, and it's yeah, it, it's I don't know, man. I don't know. I, well, you know, they 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 love to say, well, this is the new normal. This is the new normal. And things are never going to be back to normal. I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So, what were you? Uh, what's uh, what's Tom's tipple of choice? What kind of beer were you drinking over there? Oh well, see now, <laughs> you know, I mentioned before, I have I have a pool, right? Yes. And it's been beautiful. The weather's been beautiful. That's one thing, you know, disease or no disease, this Midwestern summer has been beautiful. So I usually have some kind of just light beer around that we buy by the 12 bag of the case or whatever. But I, I like I like to drink an IPA, but my wife doesn't really care for it. So we just usually, like I, I was drinking Miller Lite. Oh, so, dear. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's it's not impressive. But, but since I started at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I just rolled with it and stuck with it all night because, you know. Yeah, that's a, that is when kind of a session beer. You can you can drink that all night. When you night. commit to something, you got to stick with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could I could Bad. see that if it, if you know you're there for a, for a long time, I could see. Yeah, I could and, see and drinking someone the, like that. At the local there, they have these giant mugs. They're called. I can't remember what they call them, but they're so big. Literally, your elbow hurts if you hold on to it for too long. Hmm. I think it's like a thirty-two ounce beer. Or Holy shit! It's enormous. And you know and what? People we... are like. People are like. Oh, I can't get to the bottom of it without getting warm. I'm like, oh, shut up. I, can't <laughs> I just need to put a little more effort into it. Dude, you know what I was meanwhile, thinking? I'm not, meanwhile, I can drink it fast enough that it doesn't get warm, but my elbow is hurting me. What does that say about my age? Like, oh, God, this giant beer gives me such elbow pain. Yeah, and then you have to pee every five minutes, right? Well, it wasn't too bad, but I was pretty dehydrated. It was one of those times where you're like, I know I should be drinking water with this, but, you know. Anyway. Yeah. It was all good. It was it was, it was was cool. Now, when I came to first came to the States in the 80s, um, I mean, one of the big things then was, and I'd never seen it before, coming from England, where you belly up to the bar, and it's an old-fashioned pub, right? Um, when I first came to the States, people were ordering pitchers of beer, and I'd never seen oh. that before. Oh, but, yeah. but that appears to be something that's kind of died a death, doesn't it? Because you don't see that too often anymore, with someone actually getting the, a big like, jug of you, beer to take back to the table. Well, if you're drinking this, like, well, you know, it's funny, because when I was younger, so maybe the younger guys still do it, but when we were younger, like in our early 20s, we just take turn buying pitchers. So that was definitely a thing. You know, we did a ton of it. Yeah, we don't do um, that anymore, though, do you? But you're right. No, we really don't. But I think everybody's pickier now. This guy needs a vodka and tonic, and this guy needs a vodka and soda <laughs> with a twist of lime. And, you know, it's just our our drinking has gotten much fruitier. And, yes, you can interpret that however you want. We used to <laughs> And we guzzle. don't care. Yeah, we just guzzled down, you know, guzzled down, you know, gallons of, of the cheapest crap we could get. When we <laughs> – so, oh, man, this is, we're going to talk more about drinking than we did our drinking show, Neil. When I was a young man, right, the local bar about 10 miles away that we used to go to all the time, because uh, it was actually like young people that hung out at this. Our local bars in town here are pretty much older, you know, middle-aged crowd. But um, on Monday nights, they used to do dollar bottles. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday nights they did dollar pitchers, Holy two dollar pitchers, dollar pitchers, dollar pitcher. Yeah, I, I look at honestly, I look at those times now, and it was you know it's going on, you know, it's twenty plus, well, close to twenty five years ago, more than twenty years ago, you know, when we were doing that. But it just makes me mental to even think that I could go to the bar on Monday and Tuesday night back to back. Like now, if I did that, I'd have to like stay home from work for a week or something, right? No, no shit. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was uh, 
Yeah, that was good times, man. I miss those times. We used to have so much fun. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, those were the days. Well, it's an now easy... it's like now it's like Thursday. I like oh, it's Thursday. I should have a couple on Thursday, but that's about the only time I usually start. What's Unless easy... you and I have something going on, like uh, we're gonna do a show, and we I feel like I need to have a drink or two to loosen up. That's an easy thing to fall into, though, because I know when I was a freshman in college, and most people do this, and, and when they're in college, right? I was getting bombed every night, mm-hmm. and it's only after a while that you realize, wow, that's really not good, and I'm spending way too much money. You know, and you, and you get sick of feeling like crap, and you yeah. wake up headed when you're like, "Wow, this is really great." Yeah, no, it's true. So I think I think moderation, kids. Moderation is the key. I say, kids. Meanwhile, you know. So and and how long were you drinking on Thursday then with uh, with Scott? <laughs> like six hours or something. Well, I mean, I probably <laughs> did for yeah six or seven hours, but um, there we go. I mean, we we knocked off about eleven or so. I think. I think I started at four. Okay. You know. Yeah. An honest day's work after an honest day's work. Yeah. Well, you're thirsty, right? And it was listen, like I said, I was drinking a little light. It wasn't like I was, you know, yeah. had a lampshade on my head. No, that no, floor. that's true, and that's actually one of the problems with a lot of the new, um, yeah, strong craft beers. Yeah, the craft beers, right? So I I see what they're trying to do, but the problem is, if you're brewing a beer that's like ten percent, I'm sorry, people are only drinking two of them. Yeah. So and you they know, fill you I mean, up. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah. So there's so, something to be said for the you know the cheap. Session ale, yeah, it's a session ale. Light yeah, was my sure. drink for years and years and years, and it's a good sun beer. I mean, I, I don't mind getting elevated a little bit and getting some of the nicer, lighter uh, craft beers. But the fact of it is, you're paying like fifteen bucks for a twelve pack of that stuff, and it's essentially you're just trying to be a little cooler than the guy drinking the Miller Light. You know, well, I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a Temperance Gate Crasher right now, and Temperance is actually a local Evanston brewery. Okay. And um, it's really tasty. But again, like I was just saying, the problem with it is it's 7%. So, yeah. you know, if unless you're out for a real heavy session, you can't drink more than like like one or two of these. <laughs> well, maybe that too. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, maybe we'll get in more of this later because there was a story from England over the weekend of a guy that um, he was caught urinating on... What was like someone's not not a grave, but it was like a memoriam That's to somebody. I mean, I, I saw that, but I didn't read it. It said he'd had sixteen pints. He'd been up all night. And he'd had sixteen. Wow, <laughs> like sixteen fucking pints. You have a new hero. Huh? St- well, you couldn't even see probably where he was paying him. Imagine, and I mean, he didn't do it on purpose, but <laughs> you know, sixteen pints, man, Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's like a case, essentially like a case of beer, or uh, almost. Yeah, we're getting up there because if they're well, they're also imperial pints because so... they're sixteen ounces. And yeah, oh, huh. well, no, an American pint is what 16, 16 ounces. Yeah, an English pint is twenty. So, really? Yeah, you're drinking an extra four ounces in each pint. Yeah. Well, no wonder you guys think you're so much better than us. Because <laughs> we are freaking imperialistic pricks. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Exactly right. Oh man, you should play, you should play a song. Or should well, I play a song? Ten, English, ten right? minutes in, and we haven't talked about anything punk rock yet. Exactly. Well, what's more punk rock than Dude, getting drunk? Dude, I got drunk? some real unpunk stuff to talk about, but if you want Excellent. to play a song first, we can. No, you, you, uh, you go first, because I want to introduce a bit of my stuff and kind of talk up my stuff, so you go well, first. maybe I want to talk up my stuff, too. Well, you can, maybe but my stuff are well, kind of all... Oh, shut up. Just play something. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to say, you know, so we, we did that thing... We did the thing with Greg last week and going through the weekend where we, like... We're voting, and it, obviously it's not scientific, but we just kind of voted on our favorite hardcore records. Hey, some of our and Facebook I, f- people might not know, uh, you know, people who don't have Facebook, they might not know what, what on earth you're talking about. So why don't you just so explain th- it a through bit? The, so through our, Greg was on episode 45, and he's been, like, trying to keep himself busy during the summer by doing these 
contest where he has his friends because he had a ton of friends on Facebook, like more like three times Neil and I combined or twice Neil and I combined, where they would vote on their favorite ska album or their favorite or ska band or whatever, and it would start out with like a hundred and you get it down to one. So we in conjun- conjunction with him did the hardcore one. And we put it on our Facebook page and he did it on his Facebook page and we just voted and and it was it was kind of a fun little diversion, just people picking their favorite bands and records and stuff. And Minor Threat ended up winning, right? Yep, they won the yep, won the whole thing and Dick Kennedy second, I think right? That's a, I think that's a pretty good winner because yes. Agreed. You know, thing with Minor Threat that was cool is they broke up, they never got back together, they never made, you know, a later album with a lesser intensity or anything like that. They didn't in other words, they didn't do the black flag thing or they didn't do the you know, they didn't do the Misfits thing. Um, so I think that's a cool winner. But there was a lot of cool bands. And I think ultimately you get a lot of people voting that are only marginal fans of hardcore mm-hmm. who don't know who Negative Approach is or don't know who Necros is or don't know who, you know, Violent Apathy is or something like that. So the big names did tend to go for their Bad Brains, uh, you know, Minor Threat, even like Husker Du and a couple of them that were kind of you know, borderline, borderline hardcore. Right. But it was, but it always kind of bums me out when people don't know who some of the smaller ones are. Cause some of that stuff was so good. So I'm going to, the next times you and I do shows, just the two of us, if we're not focusing on something else, I'm going to try to write some of those wrongs by playing some of those bands. So the first one I'm actually going to play is black market baby, who was from Washington, DC peers with minor threat, definitely not straight edge, but made more of a, uh, nasty kind of rock and rolly. I don't want to say Dead Boys because it doesn't sound like the Dead Boys, but more like that attitude. Oh, cool! Than the, I'll the like sp- it then. So no, I think you really will like them, and that's a bad example. Don't get me wrong; they don't have that like because Dead Boys had that like always that Rolling Stones dueling lead guitar kind of thing going on. This didn't have that. It just has more of a mean, like mean attitude, not so wholesome as Minor Threat was, you know. Wholesome. So yeah, I get anyway, you. No, I get you. Black though. Market Baby, Black Market Baby, great man, totally underrated. Um, their original records are not super easy to get. Um, Doctor Strange did a compilation, which I know you hate, of like pretty much everything they ever recorded on CD. It's called Shoulda Coulda Woulda or something like that, which is a little easier to get. Which is a great, great collection, despite your hatred of collections. So anyway, let's do Black Market Baby, uh, World at War.
Black Market Baby, World at War. Now, is it, I'm sorry, Black Market Baby or Black Market Babies? Black Market Baby. Okay, why aren't I finding it on Discogs? What's up with that? Oh, it's Black Market. Oh, it's two words. That's why. Black Market two is two words. Okay. So their first album was Senseless Offerings in 83, yes. it looks like. Yep. Good stuff. Okay. And um, what was the name of that song that we played? World at War. World at War. All right. They had, oh, they had so many great ones. I actually, it was kind of like throw a dart, honestly. Yeah. So. Talking yeah. of dart, maybe we'll try and get a... Uh, the old lead singer from the Crucifix on something. I know, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the odds of that happening are about as good as us getting somebody from Rancid. <laughs> Actually, Lars might come on. I, I don't know. He, I don't think he'd be against that. What do you maybe think? Maybe Tim, maybe Tim Freeman. You know, he's trying to push that uh, Charger project. Matt Freeman. Yeah. What did yeah. I say? Tim. That would Tim be... Freeman. Tim. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tim. They're Matt all called Armstrong, Tim. Tim Freeman. You know, whatever. <laughs> one of those Lars guys. Lars is the only one you don't screw up because he's got such a Scandinavian name. You just can't even. Can't even massacre it. Well, it's funny. He's been in like every band too. Yeah, it's crazy. He's, he's playing he in... like like he recorded with the newest Stomper '98 record he played on. I know, and I mean, he was in the damn UK subs for God's sake. He does a lot. He's definitely keeping the oil alive more than any other. Yeah, he is. He Say is. Again? He's keeping it real. I said he was in the UK subs for God's sakes. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. So you should get Charlie Harper. That'd be cool. Bet you, he's big into, bet you he's big into technology. I'm sure he can Skype, right? It might be one of those things. That, well, yeah, who knows, right? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Carrier pigeon. He'd probably do it. What else is he doing with his spare time? He's probably out in the garden in his slippers, <laughs> fucking gardening and shit. Just bumbling around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not yeah. nice. Not nice. So you were saying this weekend... You were you oh, yeah, you, yeah. you, you wife... got up to some adventures, right? Well, you know, we all our vacation plans have been canceled, of course. Once again, first world problems. I know. Thanks, China. But it wasn't. It was. It was a very. <laughs> yeah. It was a very nice weekend, but it wasn't so hot. So on the hot weekends, we just lay around here, drink beer, and swim in the pool or whatever. I mean, we we had a, you know, we hang outside at the house, but it was gonna be cooler here, like in the seventies, even though it was beautiful. So we decided to go away for the weekend. So yeah, we went down to just down next state down to Indiana again, and we did what we do. You know, we did the punkest stuff there is. We. Uh, antiqued and we <laughs> went to wineries and we uh, i did i did i did hit three different record stores um because i kind of always make sure i had that in my loop and uh i uh, actually caught up with greg uh simpson for a little bit was just able to sit down with him and his wife for a few minutes so that was that was cool um did not was not able to catch up with our friend matt swisher down at the record farm but i did swing by the farm bought some records so but yeah, it was cool. It was it was it was a nice trip. It was a nice trip for my wife and I to get away for a little bit. Our kids are old enough they can stay home by themselves, you know. So it's it was cool. Well, that's cool. So you stayed in a you were away two nights, so you stayed in a hotel somewhere in Indiana. Yeah, we stayed at uh, pretty decent hotels actually. I mean, not like super luxurious, but you know, nicer nicer hotels. Hope you booked them through hotels dot com. I did. I matter of fact, I I. Now have two free nights waiting for me next time I go on a trip to see some crappy band somewhere. Yeah, and that's not a that's not a plug. It's just hotels.com have some really good deals, and then yeah, if, yeah, if you have ten stays, like, you get one free or some shit. Yeah, they do. But some of the hotels I like to stay, like in Chicago, not all the hotels that I, we like to stay I actually use that. <laughs> that Chinese flea pit that you stay in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, they they should be cheap now, shouldn't they? Because I heard like Chinatowns are all suffering with this. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine I, so. I mean, that yeah. that is not a nice hotel, no question, but it's conveniently located. For sure. So, you know, the three three L's of real estate, right? Location, 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 and lice. 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, listen, it's it's falling to stumbling distance from Reggie's. That's all I. That's all I. Uh, that's all you care about. But yeah. but yeah, so we went to I went to uh, there's a, a nice a cool little record store in Fort Wayne downtown called Neat 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 Records. Named nice after, damned reference, yes. Yes, named Excellent. after of course the great damn song. Um, and I bought only bought a couple things there. They had a pretty decent little selection of punk rock stuff. Uh, but I bought the new Flamingo Nosebleed album, who is actually a local Fort Wayne band on Pink Wax, which is real cool. Flamingo actually, Nosebleed. I've heard of them, but never heard great, them. They're a great pop punk band from, yeah. from Fort Wayne. It's like any half the scene in there revolves around them. I was kind of hoping there's a great punk bar in Fort Wayne called the Brass Rail. I know that's kind of a cliche name for a bar, like the Anchor. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Unfortunately, they weren't going to open till July, or I would have certainly stopped over there and had a beer. It's a cool, it's a cool bar. It's not exclusively a punk bar, but it's definitely a punk friendly bar. I saw Lillington's play there. It's, it's small, cool place. Hmm. So, and I, you know, what else I bought, Neil? Another hmm. box for my uh, singles. They had a bunch of boxes put together, like oh, the they did. Boxes. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, ten bucks, which. I hate to say it. I mean, it's a cardboard box. It kind of feels like a ripoff. But the fact of the matter is, usually I had to get them off somewhere else, and they're ten bucks a box plus shipping. I think I paid close to thirty bucks for two boxes last time. I, I will box. next time you need some. I think I've actually got a couple of spare ones. Do you really? Well, yeah. you're gonna need them eventually too if we keep driving this, driving each other's mania to collect all these stupid records we don't need. Dude, I tell you what. No, my 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 singles. I got plenty of room in my boxes for my singles because I got four of those boxes. But um, my twelve inch thing my shelf is now almost completely packed so i'm gonna have to do something else for my for my albums it's uh mm. it's alarming but anyway Boys. sorry um, but, but i gotta tell you but the covid stuff honestly i've been buying more i mean i've always been a, i've been buying records for since since the mid 80s and you probably you know i know you're earlier than that you know almost 10 years earlier than that or whatever yep. but the fact of the matter is i'd never really quit but i'm not going to shows and i'm not doing that kind of stuff it's like I, I i mean i'm not spending it's like i'm it's kind of trying to fill the little void in my soul left by <laughs> not being able to do the normal stuff so i'm definitely escalated my buying mm-hmm. even though i never stopped for any significant period of time but it's just been it's just like i mean i, I try to wait for like one order to arrive before i order some more stuff but you know as well as i do the post office has been so slow i, don't, I can't even stand it i just you were saying you had three things you're waiting on. I don't have yep. that many. But. Yeah, I'm waiting on three. Um, and I got really pissed off too because um, I ordered Boy, something. Never, yeah, that, that's a shocker. <laughs> Shocking to hear from you. You're usually so level-headed. <laughs> well, here's what it is, right? I ordered so um, the Creep Show Psychobilly Band from um, Canada. Um, yep. I have all the stuff on CD. I don't have any mm. other albums, so I was like, oh, you know, and their albums are kind of hard to find. So I looked on Discogs. And it was all stuff from Europe. I don't know why the, the vinyl is only available from Europe for whatever reason. Yeah, and they're Canadian. So, what the heck? Well, it's like Europe, baby, you know? Um, Canada, Canada Europe, dude. I've been to both. Well, actually, that's not true. But I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded Canada, but no, it was all stuff like Norway. Canada's expensive, too, though. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I looked. I was just on Amazon. I thought, oh, I'll look for it on Amazon. And it was on Amazon. So, vinyl. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Two days so, I'm ship. like, all right, I'll order from there. Now, they didn't say on there. That was actually, it wasn't like from Amazon.com. It was some affiliate from Amazon who was in fucking Yugoslavia or some shit. (laughs) So so it took a good month to get here. And then it went, yeah, anyway. Well, at least, at least it's, well, if it took a month for Amazon to get it to you, it means it would have taken two months to get it to a regular 
closed. Exactly right. I mean, yeah, the USPS. I'm sorry, man. It's the so the so anyway. Fucking my, up at the my, moment. My record, my record shopping isn't done. Actually, the first things I bought. We yeah, I'm sorry. This, Getting back to your we story. We went to this antique mall, and I bought I bought a few a few singles. Not nothing really punk, but I found some kind of cool stuff, so I was pretty happy about that. What did you find? Come on, um, dude. It's it's you're not come gonna be on. impressed. No, come on. Let's hear it. Um, it's all good. Okay, so are you familiar with the country singer Steve Earle? I've heard the name. He's 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 a big uh, political kind of outlaw country kind of guy in his current incarnation. He's got a big beard. Right, so, I mean, like his big hit was Copperhead Road, but he's actually gotten much more political since then. He's political a, he's a big with left- a beard, so he's got to be a Republican then, right? No, 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 he's a big <laughs> left wing guy. Very well, in country music is still like fairly conservative, right? Yes, sir. But he's a he's definitely that's why he's not Mister Nashville at all. Ah. But anyway, in the in the eighties, he was trying to play like straight kind of uh, more of a straight country. I actually found some of his early singles. Which are not super easy to come by, so I was so even though it's not something I'm <coughs> going to listen to a ton, I was pretty pretty happy to find them. Okay, and I found and that that picture I sent you, I found a very nice copy of the uh, Big Country album. Yeah, the first Big Country album, which I crossing. played this morning when I first got up this morning. Well, before while my wife was still sleeping and I was cleaning up the kitchen that my children destroyed while I was gone, <laughs> uh, I listened to that record. Sounds it's, great. Plays perfect. It's a great, great album, man. That first Big Country album is so good. Actually, I love, I love Big Country. I love all this stuff, but the first album is that classic. How many, how many albums did they do? About seven. And so, oh, so the guy didn't die that long, or he didn't die like real young. Well, I mean, the first album came out, and like I think that album you have, The Crossing, came out 83. in eighty two, eighty three. Because I saw him on that tour actually. Um, okay. And he died probably ten years ago. Okay. So I think was he hung- the band still playing? Uh no, they had pretty much they released they released an album sporadically throughout the years later on. But um, he was living in the states at that time. Or I don't know if they were I don't know if he was living in the states. But anyway, he he hung himself in a hotel in New Orleans, I believe. Really? So yeah, very sad. It's such a fun city. I would have waited till I got back to my normal dab drab <laughs> go back, home. Go back to Scotland. <laughs> Maybe he ran out of money. <laughs> oh um, wow. So that, yeah. well, that's sad. I, I you know, yeah. thoughts and prayers. Rest in peace, Stuart Adams. Yeah. So he was the guy from the Skids too, right? So he I'm, was I'm guitarist and songwriter from the Skids. Yep. Not the singer. The guitarist. No, he was a singer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sorry, the guitarist. Yeah, the guitarist. Um, okay. So, so like the version, because there's a version of the Skids that still plays like the geriatric punk festival. There is. Um, that's at least an guys, album. They have anybody important from the original lineup? Um, like they, the singer. Or they have the singer. I believe okay. they might have the drummer, but I believe the guitarist and the bass player might be the guys that are playing in Big Country now, because Big Big Country still play out. Really? Yeah. Because he was the singer for Big Country, right? He was. He was the main songwriter and the singer. So oh. it's almost that's almost like Thin Lizzy continuing without Phil in it, right? Well, it's like it's like a, like Creedence Clearwater Revival. There was like a version of like that still tours like and plays big places, and they're called Creedence Clearwater Revisited, and it's the drummer and the bass player. Hmm. Can you imagine that? You don't have either of the Fogarty's, and you're. Uh, <laughs> well, at least I they mean, changed the na- at least not- they changed the name. Well, yeah, but it's confusing. Like if you had four yeah. beers, you're like, ah, oh, green, clear, water, you know. <laughs> and it's it's essentially a, you're paying forty dollars to see a cover band play at a big outdoor place. Yeah, I mean it's insane, right? Well, yeah. Are those guys all still alive? I think so. Hmm. I mean, John, both the Fogarty's still alive. I don't think they've spoken for fifty years, but they're both still alive. Hmm. Um, 
yeah so i i don't know um so I found that that was very nice, and then I went to I did like I said I went to the record farm and I got something I know you hate, but I, I got to tell you I loved this album so much when I was a kid. Danzig and I, I still love it. No, it's <laughs> even though he had a nice copy of the first album, there seems to be these like semi-official Danzig bootlegs going around. Yeah, there's of something the, 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 something superficial about that, right? I mean, it's like it's like you yeah, can't you can't tell no. what's official and what isn't these days. Well, who's making those? Because you can order, you can mail order them now. They're like thirty dollars, right? They're not cheap. And I sure would like to hear it first before I spend thirty dollars on what may be a pressing that sounds like crap, right? But anyway, but no, I bought um, the Cult Sonic Temple, which was the third, fourth cult album, hmm. fourth cult album. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're not a big fan of the, the but I, I loved it when I was younger. We used to listen to that Sonic Temple album on the way to high school. It came out when I was 15 or 16. I loved the album so much. They just did like a double LP version with a, uh, some extra songs on the second. Uh, no, no, you know LP. what's interesting and, about that? The yeah. last when I was down in Florida for a fest um, in October. Yep, November, whenever it was. Um, my good friend Mark Frankel, who did our graphic, he actually bought that album while I was down there. Like the repress. Yep. The new one, yeah, exactly, exactly the same. It doesn't have a, does it have like a sparkly jacket or something? It was a, um, it was, I, it was a, it was, it was a fancy looking repress anyway. Double, it looked really it like nice. Double, it was double gatefold. It's yeah, nice. double gatefold. Yeah, yeah, it looked um, nice. It had like, see, and it's, see, it's kind of weird, right? So the original had eleven songs on it, but it was too long for like an LP. So this is broken up. I think it ends up being like sixteen songs over two LPs. Oh, so they added a bunch of like B sides well, or something. The, but the like the B sides are all on one side of the last album. Mm-hmm. So that's the one you never play. So if you, well, you don't have yeah, you don't have to play it. Right. But it's well, I would say it's it's well curated. It's like when the Ramones did the reissues like of all the albums, and they had yep. like two extra songs on them. Yep. But it was actually like oh, pretty cool. But yeah, you don't necessarily need to play them every time, you know. But I, I know you like I said, I know you're not a big fan of that, and I bought a. I bought a 10-inch by a band called The Control, a punk band from Michigan. That's a good name. That's a really a good name. A hardcore band from Michigan. And I bought, and it's real cool, white, like half white, half yellow. And I bought um, a, a band called The Supermen, which is sort of this mentorsy band. I'm not even sure where they're from. I think Southern California. But they sing songs about, you know, fornication and wrestling. They're good, though. They're really good. Fun. Oh, sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> So that was the the sum of it. I, I are you are you a Plimsolls fan? Uh, they're okay. Because they did one album that was big. You know, it had that song from the Valley Girl and all that, mm-hmm. right? Must have been the same era, about eighty three. And there, there was a copy of that for like fifteen bucks, but it was like half off, and it was a nice copy for seven fifty. And I'm sort of kicking myself. I should was it a repress or was it? A, no, original? I think it was. I think it was original. Hmm. Okay. But it only has that one song I know. Like, I have it on CD. And really, other than that Million Miles Away song, I don't remember any other song. It's like at least, you know, the, the Modern English, the uh, the After the Snow album with I Melt With You on it. At mm-hmm. least I know some other songs on that. But anyway, I dude, I found, a, I, I found a booth in one of these antique places where this guy was trying to sell records. If you would have knocked one of the digits off the price, oh, they Jesus. still wouldn't have been well-priced. Good God. I mean, beat up Rolling Stones records, Zeppelin records, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, hundred twenty-five bucks. I think they were high, but I suppose if you know you get lucky and one sucker who doesn't know how the internet works walks in and buys one, maybe you're in good shape. But I was offensive. I, I mean, I'm I'm a capitalist in that, you know, make what you can make. If there's a market for it, I'm fine with it. 
I participated in that myself, but I really wanted to leave him a note or something and say, man, you're an asshole. That's just taking advantage of people for advantage's sake. Is but what like I said, I doubt, yeah. he, I doubt he's selling anything. It was just all these beat up. It looked like you're like, like if you had a cool uncle, I know you're, you're a little older than I am, so your cool uncle probably wouldn't listen to this kind of music, but it's like, my, my cool uncles would be up, dead. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> when I was growing up though, like your cool uncle, maybe listened to like Led Zeppelin or maybe Judas Priest or something like that, you know, yeah, my it God. looked like your cool uncle's record collection. Cause most of the antique places, 95% of the records at antique places should just go straight in the dumpster. It's Perry yep. Como, it's Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. That was my, I, that's up. what I was going to say. That was my cool uncle. That's what he was listening to, was well, Herb Albert and well, uh, you, Sergio Mendez. There you go. All those records are garbage, and they should just be thrown away. But but then once in a while, you know, like I dug through box after box of crap, and I found that freaking excellent condition. Big country. Copy of big country. Yeah. Like, how does that get in there, right? I guess like I listened to MTV in a, the 80s and just, I when, don't know, picked that up. When did you take a break from Grand Funk Railroad and Blue Oyster Cult <laughs> long enough to listen to Big Country, you know? Maybe they got it as a Christmas gift. Maybe that's what maybe, it was. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, really, I mean, listen, it didn't get played much. It was very, very nice, good play. I mean, it had a little tiny bit of snap, crackle, and pop, but I don't think you need anything that old. And you could only hear it, you know, at the beginning. I don't yeah, think you need anything that old that's, that's totally silent. That's almost 40 years ago. Fucking hell. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Damn. So we also we also went hiking, dude. My wife, so my wife, her brother had gone, and she wanted to do some hiking. So we went and did some really rugged hiking, like in southern Indiana. I got to tell you, I'm in. I was in such physical pain. I hiking I was in die. southern Indiana. So you're gonna have to paint that picture for some of our listeners who don't well, know what just, southern Indiana it, is like. Is it hilly? It, no, it's flat as a pancake. But this area is really hilly. I think maybe. I suspect a glacier went through and dug it out or something mm-hmm. 5,000 years ago or something. That would be my guess, or 5 trillion years ago or whatever it is. Um, so it was really hilly, and there was lots of trees, and you know, a lot of the trails were up old creek beds and stuff. It was real slippery. It was, uh, it was very vigorous, and it was fun. But by the end, yes, I was despairing. I'm like, I hope I have enough energy to get back to the car before I die. Is your wife uh, more... Athletic than you are? Much more physically fit than I am, yes, if that's oh, okay. what you're asking. I mean, that's really not that <laughs> big of a challenge at this point. It's come to my. I was trying not to be rude. <laughs> but she, you know, during this COVID, she's been walking like a maniac. Yeah. The girls, they're out, they're out walking like crazy. I'm just yep. sitting in front of my computer writing news pieces about the new <laughs> dicks or something, you know? So, anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. I got to get better, man. I got to get better. Well, why, don't you play a, why don't you play a song? All right. Get us um, better. Play, give us your long-winded explanation about your song. So, okay, so here's, here's my thing. So I know I've been playing a lot of stuff by um, classic punk rock bands recently, and I know that's my shtick, but I really do try and stay open-minded and listen to new stuff, and I'm always open to new stuff. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I actually listened to like four bands that they might not be new, but they're all still going, and they're all new to me. So, they're, they're new to you, so they came out in the mid '90s or later. No, these are all two. Oh, these are all 2015 type bands, 2015, hmm, 2016. Okay. So yeah, see, I'm doing pretty good, right? And hey, they must um, be done cutting the lawn. I haven't heard that buzz in the background for a while. No, I think they run. They run through another street now, you know, because they do like. There you go. So you can probably open your window back up before you suffocate. Yeah, I'm have to get another beer too. But um, but yeah. So and I think I was. You talked about some of these bands and um. If you listen to the old Pirates Press, um, our show with uh, with uh, Skipper from Pirates Press, he'd mentioned some of these bands too. So I thought, oh, you know what, Apple Music, I'll give them a listen. So I listened to a bunch of new stuff last week, and I liked all of it. 
I mean, how often does that happen, right? But um, you were drunk. I was, but I still like it. So yeah, sobered <laughs> up, and I still like it. So that's good, right? And they're all yeah. slightly different, which is great. So the first one I'm going to play is um, again. You know this band because they were a Pirates Press band. So this is a band called Ratchets. Oh yeah. Um, this is off their first EP, which is called Heart of Town, which came out in like actually the early 2000s. I mean, they're still going. They just released an album a few years ago. But um, this early stuff, Heart, Heart, Heart of Town, sounds very much like The Clash kind of right before London Calling came out, so, which is actually my favorite period of The Clash, right around uh, Give Them Enough Rope right after that. So that's what this sounds like. So um, this song is by the band is The Ratchets, and this song is called Iraqi Voice. Listen up! <laughs> There you go. That was Iraqi Voice by the Ratchets. And you'll see what I mean. I mean, if you're a Clash fan at all, you'll recognize like the the guitar sound and even though he's American, he even you know, he vocalizes like Joe does and stuff like that. So but it's a great, great EP. Um it's called Heart of Town in two thousand five, I believe. They've released a couple of full lengths since then. And I have to admit the full lengths I've heard I don't like quite as much. But that Heart of Town EP, it's like an eight-song, 12-inch EP, and it's fantastic. I'm trying to... I, re- I reviewed one called First Light a year or two ago that I liked also, but it was definitely... 
had a mellow vibe to it. Like it had that little bit of clash vibe, but also like maybe the later, like later day social distortion kind of mellow. Yeah, it's almost more. Slowed, yeah, I mean, down. they're almost a bit more Springsteen-y these days. From yep. uh, you know, well, I mean, I say Springsteen-y, but you know that kind of. Yeah. That that kind of thing. So. Well, it's and they are from this. I think they are from New Jersey, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are, they are from New Jersey. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like. It's and it, well, you you know, you and I were talking about uh, privately about you weren't a big fan of the band, the Gaslight Anthem, but they were really, but exactly. there was definitely. It's like every band from New Jersey has to be influenced by influenced by the Boss. It's like a law, right? Thank God every like Indiana band doesn't have to be influenced by John Cougar Mellencamp or something, right? John Cougar Concentration Camp. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, like <laughs> you listen to the Dead or the Dead Boys, you listen to the Zero Boys, you're not like, oh, I can hear the strong. John yes, John. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he was born in a small town, all right. And don't, don't exactly. fuck with him. Is he still alive or is he dead? No, he's alive. He is. Uh, I think he had a heart attack like thirty years ago or something, but he's still alive. <laughs> See, that's funny. I can remember when I I was living in Champagne in like the late eighties, and he was doing all. That's when he was super popular, right, with a small town yeah. song and stuff, and Jack and Diane and shit. And I was like, oh yeah. Well, that was like early eighties, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was before that. But I was but like, been, I mean, he's been popular for forty years. Yeah, he's big. So that was before I came. I came to Chicago, and back then I was thinking, "Oh, maybe I'll stay in this small rural town. I really like it." Because that was all I knew of the states at that point, right? And now it's like it just seems like fucking Hicksville to me. But you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yes, go getting back to my thing. So I would um, plead with anybody who listens to us, because I know we got some older listeners and stuff like that. So don't get stuck in that. 70s 80s vibe always try and stay open to new stuff because there's nothing worse than you know we argue with some of those people on punk's not dead all the time right um yeah. that they think there's nothing good that came out after 1979 and yeah. any any the band liberal minded ones think like 82 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and any <laughs> band that you mention they'll be like it's shit and i'll be like yeah. well yeah well you haven't heard it well some well, think that every american man is shit too. yeah literally yeah. refuse to like any american band yep yeah, well, basically, you wouldn't like anything except for the Sex Pistols, right? Some of them, but yeah. um, it's like, well, if you haven't heard it, you can't really judge it. But anyway, so point being, there's a lot of really cool um, new bands out there, and I know, like I just said, these bands may not be new, new, but um, they're still together and still putting out music and still touring and stuff like that. So that's who I'm going to try and play today. So yeah, that was the ratchets, and then I'm going to so play next, two more next before So next week you might end. be back to everything new is rubbish, but this week you're going to be. Well, not everything new is rubbish, but I might want to play stuff from the old days that you haven't yeah. heard. You know, stuff like that. So anyway, well, it's like I said, I'm I'm going to kind of focus on some of these obscure '80s hardcore bands that, you know, maybe they are as good or almost as good as Minor Threat, but because they never toured or they, you know what I mean, just never mm-hmm. had the exposure. Sure. So Professor Tom's going to help you out. So is that all you've bought recently or have you bought other stuff too? Oh, I've had a bunch of stuff come in on disc, from Discogs, a ton of seven inches. I've been uh, picked up a, a couple of seven inches from a band I saw playing in the mid-90s that were really great from Cincinnati called Slobs. Mm, that's a good name. Yeah, no, great band, snotty great style snotty style punk don't we have shout a, out to our band ricky adams i, I was gonna say don't don't, don't, don't we have a listener a, yeah yeah he's working on some kind of a project trying to compile some of those bands from the cincinnati like 80s 90s since late 80s early 90s cincinnati scene or something so mm. i'd be curious i said well you get that thing together man we'll talk we'll, we'll talk to you about it i uh i think they might be the only really the only band from cincinnati that was really 
super aware of, but there might be others. Um, and I got a, like the Red Death first seven inch, which is a pretty cool newer hardcore band from Washington D.C. Might be a little too medley for you, but really good. Well, I can't remember what else I got, but just a ton of ton of seven inches. Um, as far as LPs, I've I've I got like a Vitamin X LP, a great Dutch hardcore band. Someday we're gonna do a show where I just play nothing but Dutch. All these Dutch punk bands. That well, I actually, I do think we are going to do a European uh, show. Yeah. Like, not well, the English, only, the only country but I like bands from Europe. Is Dutch. <laughs> no, well. there's, there's some really good bands from Germany, let me tell you. They do their punk and yeah, but the, hardcore the very well. Yeah, but the so harsh. I don't know what it is. And, and the fact of the matter is, I'm kind of a... I, I really struggle with bands that don't sing in English, and I know that makes me xenophobic and all kinds of other problematic things, but I like to understand what they're talking about, because I do like the words, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I get that. The, and, and Vitamin X is a Dutch band that sings in English. Now they're straight edge, I assume, if it's right of an act, so, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a video oh there's a video goes they there's they have a animated video that's so fun to watch. Anyway, go on YouTube and look look for Vitamin X. There's an animated video. I can't remember what the name of the song is. But it's really good. It's but done by the same people I think that did one for uh uh municipal waste. Anyway, it's real hmm. cool. And I, I got another, and I got an LP from an LP and a seven inch from a band called Voorhees, who is this English. Yeah, they're English, right? Yeah, English hardcore band. That's yep. pretty cool. I think we played a song the other day. Yeah, Voorhees, we did. Yep. Uh, uh, Crucifix cover. So yep, anyway, exactly. Um, so yeah, I've been buying a ton. As a matter of fact, so much that I've put a lot of it away and can't even really hardly remember. What it is. Oh, and uh, Boris the Sprinkler single still hunting those down. There's 18 of them. I won't sleep Ooh, until I have them all. Shit, that's a collection right there. So as yeah, we... it is. I mean, there's so and. And, like, don't even get into the variations. One of them has, like, ten different variations. Variations in color? Yeah, color and sleeve. We'll see that. Um, and that they was... would do, see, what they would do is every time they repressed, they would do a slightly different color sleeve. It wasn't, like, redone art or anything, but I think it was just to denote the pressings, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't it, – it, I, I, you know, we obviously we talked to Chavez about that, and he got real chafed about it. So I don't think it's to that extent because I think they mostly did black. But I know there is one, the Drugs and Masturbation single, which we played that one time, one of their, one mm-hmm. of their best songs. Yeah, we did. Us, yeah. Um, it comes in a, just a ton of different varieties. You could almost make your collection just collecting that. So, so I have the pink one. Talking of Chavez, um, that was crazy, right? That how angry he was by that whole sleeve. Yeah, that was thing. That was, that was not expected because he was such a chill. Yeah. Southern California guy, you know, it, it was. Uh, you know, it's very rare you meet a guy who, even when they were younger, like, ah, we never really wanted to make this band a thing. You know, they never really mm-hmm. dared to take the next level of dream, you know, to we're going to make a good living doing this band thing. Yeah. But no, he was, he was a good, good dude. Glad to have him on. But great, I didn't. Making I, great music still on a part-time basis. I didn't want to tell him that, uh, like. They, oh, that you found they, a different variant that he didn't even know about. Yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah. And they, they probably put out like 10 singles. But um, each one of those singles has like four or five different covers, and we're not just talking about different color covers. These are completely different design, completely different design. You know, limited of fifty, limited run of a hundred, limit. So I know he was bitching about that, and you know he was probably right to do so. If they like, I thought the band like signed off on it because some of these covers are signed by the band. Like this one I have of Victoria is signed by the band, and I was like, well, why would the is band? That, is that the tenant? No, no, it's not. No, and that's another thing they did. They did three different ten inches, and if you know me, I don't like ten inches. So, but um, no, Victoria was the last one he said, and that's the one that broke up the band, basically. 
Huh. Was when uh, Guitardo said that, oh, I don't have any input into this band anymore or whatever. So, But yeah, the one I have is the one... Actually, I'm waiting for it right now. I ordered it, and I don't actually have it yet. So that's what I was going to talk about. Is So you've talked about the stuff you've got on Discog. So, um, yeah, go ahead. The, the last time, since we talked, about, talked the last time, I got um, a couple of things from Twin Temple. I don't think... Have I talked about Twin Temple on here? I don't think well, I have. I, don't think I, I think you might have mentioned them in passing, but I don't have any idea who they are. Twin Temple, actually, we got, I got turned on to them by one of our listeners. I think it was Ricky, maybe? Um, mm. but they're, uh, the, the name on the album, uh, or how they describe themselves, I should say, is Satanic Doo-Wop. And, um, it sounds just like Amy oh, Whitehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vocally, it sounds just like Amy singing, and then it's that style of song, like that kind of, mm. you know, maybe mid-60s. Yeah, 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 very, very good. But, like, all the lyrics are about Satan and <laughs> Satanism and shit. And that, and the album cover is, like, I've got an album and a single, and uh, the single is called Satan's a Woman, and the album is called... Twin Temple bring you the signature sound, Satanic Doo-Wop, that's the album. And they're all on, like, red-colored vinyl or, like, purple sparkly and uh, mm. super, like, blood... Like, you'd think it was a heavy metal album, like, from some, like, black metal band on the cover. But no, it's uh, this, like, super sweet-sounding um, 60s almost like soul type stuff but it's uh it's it's also the, the lyrics are very subversive so i got those two then from england i ordered um so you know the vapors right the vapors yep. did that song turning japanese so yep. i mean that's what they're most known for they they were just a very good uh power pop um mod type new wavy yeah new wavy type band and the first single was called prisoners and that's a bit more punky and that's very difficult to find though so i've ordered that so i'm waiting for that to show up um <clears throat> then i ordered from another place um a pagans compilation pagans the early uh cleveland oh, punk yeah, band. Yeah. what did you get uh it's an album called shit street oh yeah the brown one that's great yeah yeah great. um so that and so was that on vinyl then? It was on vinyl, yeah. Hmm. That and from the same place, I got the I got Blondie's second album, Plastic Letters, because I didn't have that on vinyl. Hmm. So um, I'm waiting for that. Even though I ordered that uh, ten days ago, it just feels like I've been waiting forever. Um, that Smogtown single I was just telling you about, Victoria, hmm. and uh, I th- oh yeah, oh, and something else I got was, of course, I got um broken bottles so when we talked with uh jason from garage rock records on uh, whatever episode that was like 38 or something it's getting um, very difficult to remember which it is episodes people it is on, right though, isn't it yeah yes. um he he mentioned broken bottles in uh bat skates and so i ordered well he re- he reissued the dogs album yep. Or, or for the first time, pressed the dogs on which the dogs became many broken dogs, bottles, but right? the dogs were the yeah. pre yeah pre broken bottles. Yeah, um, and so I went to Bat Skates and ordered one of the um, broken bottles albums, like the second one, Hospital. And Jesus, the guy sent me, he sent me the album. He also sent me their first album. He also sent me a dogs T-shirt. He also sent me broken bottles singles. He sent me 
probably like 10 sunglasses, Batskate sunglasses. He sent me so much wow. shit in this package, dude. It was crazy. So if you're going to order... Know, did he know that we... They must have found out somehow that we were talking about him. Yeah, he did. He did. I guess Jason okay. must have told him. But Jason always said, he, you know, this guy puts a great package together. So um, and he put like a big handwritten note in there and stuff like that. So very, very cool. He loves so... a big package. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I don't like a 10-inch. How's that? Um, <laughs> it's seven or a foot for you, huh, buddy? <laughs> How disgusting you are! Um, so anyway, no, I I really say thank you to the to the Batskates guys. That was amazing. It was an amazing package, and uh, yeah, Broken Bottles are one of my current uh, favorite it, bands. It, dude, it's funny because yeah, me too. And I was telling you that I, I, when I was when I, my work had kind of changed, and I was sort of in one place, and I was listening to a ton of music, and oh, I was loving it. I, I got recently got the Bloody Mary seven inch, great singer, and I yep. am actually waiting on In the Bottles and Suburban Dream seven inch right now. Hmm. Well, in the bottles is a, a full length. Yeah, so that's that's uh, the, that's the first one, right? And, and that's the one he sent. That's the one he sent me for free. So sorry nice. about that. Sorry about that. Yeah. So if you're uh, going to order anything else from them, order direct from Batskates. Batskates.com. They have lots of cool shit on there. They have some great skate decks, all um, unusual ones too, like mostly band based. And yeah. Um, yeah, no, I saw that. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, very very cool. So so that's what I've got recently. So why why do you play a song, Tom? It's about that time. So. You know, it's fun. so I took the I, I was undecided whether or not I was going to go back to work today. It's a Monday. I was gone all weekend with my wife, and I decided ultimately to take another day off. I got plenty of vacation because COVID. Yeah, it's was six months vacation. in, and I haven't taken any vacation this, yet. This, this year. was my first day, so I took Friday and Monday off. First two days I've taken. It's literally burning a hole in my pocket, right? Um, so I had to, my wife put me to work. My my daughter's got bunny rabbits. <laughs> And while we were gone, her bunny rabbit had babies. So we got these three little baby bunnies. They look like That's sausages. That's what they do. Yeah. And so I spent the day building a new freaking bunny hutch. So anyway. That was so a strip club me, I used to go to. <laughs> it reminds me of this song by Annie Scene, <laughs> another band that was in our contest. A lot of people remember Annie Scene for being Gigi Allen's backup band. But the fact of the matter is they were around before that. And they are still around today. So it's really underselling them if you only remember them as one of Gigi's many backup bands. So we're going to, in in honor of these rabbits that are eventually going to take over my life, I didn't need a hobby raising rabbits. But anyway, we're going to do Animals Eat Them by any <laughs> Sleeping fast. You can try to eat cats. People that hate you keep fast. 
vegan friends yeah i mean if i don't eat them they're gonna eat me eventually well it's funny you mentioned that because my one of my best friends back in england vosi um he kept rabbits for a while and i think they got eaten by foxes i think ah. i think he will he will because he started listening to the podcast which is great because he was a. Uh, Actually, he was he was a year older than me, so he was one of the first punks I ever saw. So, he um yeah he was a huge Jam fan, still is. So, but anyway, circle I've, of life. Yeah, so I've got him in. But anyway, yes, he he keeps circle keeping of rabbits. Life. Foxes eating rabbits and people you grew up punk with coming back to the yep. fold. Yep, and his wife getting angry at him for doing so. So that's good. Yeah, hey, whatever. Yeah, that's a wiser for. Yep, and uh, so um, where was I going with that? Oh, yes, his, his rabbits. Yeah, so you're going to have to watch that because I assume you have raccoons and all kinds of shit by you. So no, you're no, have to we're watch not them. that. We're, we're very suburban, but, but yeah, we, I mean, do we have those things? I'm sure, but I'm, mm-hmm. I fence, I'm pretty fenced in. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not going to sit up there with a shotgun or something and defend these things. If they get eaten, they get eaten. <laughs> That's I mean, circle of life, covered, baby. They're in covered hutches. I mean, I don't expect any major birds of prey to come down or anything. Yeah, but you're the one that made the hutch, so, you know. Yeah, not <laughs> get too excited. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and you fucking bombed. So, so, so listen, man. So I just finished the Steve Jones autobiography, Lonely Boy. Did you read that by any chance? I have not. You know what? I was always waiting to try and get a signed copy, and mm. um, so I never actually got around to doing it. So how how is it? I I enjoyed it. So I, I, as much as I love the Nevermind the Bollocks album, I must admit, I mean, pretty much all my knowledge of the Sex Pistols came from like the Sid and Nancy movie. I mean, or oh, the Filth <laughs> and the Fury movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I never yeah. really, yep. I never really. It wasn't like the Ramones where I always sucked up every little bit of information I could about them. Yep. So in, it's it's a fascinating book because you definitely can hear his voice. I mean, he wrote it with somebody else, but yeah, he's you know, not too he educated. I don't think came from a like a tough family background. His parents were Teddy boys, which yep. I know you've heard you mention Fuck yes. like a real stylish sort of pre mod, you know, rock and roll fifties counterculture. Yeah. Thing. Gene, yeah. Gene, Vincent, Elvis Presley, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a, compu- his, his, he never really knew his dad till much later in life. Um, he was a compulsive thief, a compulsive masturbator, a peeping Tom. <laughs> um, he was molested by his stepdad. He was, he, Oh, allowed boy. the you know uh like the nonce is nonce the yes. term that yeah, child molester. Your kids like the local child molester yes like the like, local like every like every town in england had a local child molester <laughs> like basically basically yes 
and it wasn't it wasn't always gary glitter believe it or not yeah but it was it was funny you know and he just he was so candid about all this stuff and it you know and it was the fact that he didn't blush about it made you not want to blush about it either um but you know talk about the pistols yeah paul cook the drummer was his good friend right and eventually they met Glad Madlock, and it was, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, the Sex Pistols are a boy band, and that's crap. Absolute bullshit, I mean, yeah. Johnny was, Johnny Rotten was put in as their singer, um, you know, or, or you know. Yep. Malcolm McLaren helped get them together. But the band but, existed a good two years before yeah, that. And yeah. it, was, it was actually funny because Vivian Westwood was Malcolm's partner at the time, right? Right. And she... And she said, "You got to try out this this kid, this kid, this kid." And and he supposedly, according at least according to Steve Jones, mistakenly got Johnny Rotten. But she was talking about Sid Vicious, how Sid Vicious should have been the original. Oh, interesting. Or should yeah. have been the singer, but there was a misunderstanding between the two of them. And it is it is just funny now because it just it worked so well. But it, you know, we talked about the tension in the bands, and even like when they toured in the '90s, and then they toured again in like 2008, which I didn't even remember. Um, but they're just, yeah, they don't, they don't get on too well, Steve and, and Johnny, uh, John Lydon, I guess. Uh, but it was, it was an interesting book. I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it I, I could almost, I could hear his accent when I read it. You know, right. of course we, we know his voice. A lot of people know his voice from his, uh, the radio show, Jonesy's Jukebox, but. Which, but he, no, do, which heard, he doesn't I've do anymore, unfortunately. Is that true? See, I didn't know that. But yeah, no, he, I... they got fired uh, just about a month ago or three weeks ago. I think the radio station was having a hard time because of COVID or whatever. and Just let him go, huh? Yeah. He's been in L.A. since pretty yeah. much since the Pistols split up, like yeah. 40 years. Pretty much, yep. Yep, indeed. But, uh, yeah, this guy stole everything. And he was talking about when he when he finally got clean, he was drunk and uh, – Eventually moved on to heroin, and you know when he finally got clean, it took him a long time. Like a lot of people do, he actually started calling people back to apologize for this because he had stolen so much musical gear from all these famous bands. He knew how to get into the Hammersmith Odeon, like in the back. Yep, the Hammersmith Odeon. Yeah, and his famous yeah, and he story just, is yeah, he's go, just stolen David Bowie's guitar player's that, guitar. That's ex- that's it. Yeah, um, the famous one is yeah when it was Bowie doing the um, maybe the Ziggy Stardust tour or whatever. It, yeah, it he, may have been, but he said they sold so much gear that the second night they could barely play. <laughs> <laughs> they had the amp, they had the amps and the guitar, yeah, because because he, he always had a Les Paul, which I believe he stole from, uh, yeah, from from Bowie. See, I don't think yeah. it was Mick Ronson. I don't remember the name of who it was, but yeah, but no, yeah, it was fun. It was it was it was pretty funny, but it was a, it was an interesting interesting book because the only other Sex Pistols book that I read was the one by Dave Goodman. You know who Dave Goodman is? Yeah, the produ- yeah, the early producer. He was the yeah. guy who like produced the Spunk album, yep. and he was like an old hippie guy. Yep. And it's funny because according to Dave Goodman's book, you know, the Pistols would barely have been anything without Dave Goodman. But I'll <laughs> tell you what, Steve Jones did not give him much of anything. He actually just referred to him as like this old hippie guy who, who ended up putting up bad bootlegs of some of their material. So it was it was interesting. Yeah, a lot of people actually prefer the Spunk bootleg to um, Never yep. Mind the Bollocks, which is interesting. Yep. I mean, I think they're both fine. It's pretty much can, all the same songs. Yeah, I can remember people talking about it on the, on the school playground, actually, because bo- Bollocks didn't come out for a while. You know, I mean, the Pistols... You, you have can been get a, Spunk out. I mean, there's... You can now, yeah. It's hard to find bootleg copies of it. I mean, but Dave Goodman's dead now, so... Let's talk about that for a minute. Um yep bootlegs used to be a huge deal 
Yep. I mean, but they used to be illegal, so illegal that record stores obviously wouldn't sell them, and you had to yep. go to record fairs or know somebody who had one, right? I mean, they used to be like really underground kind of thing. So if you knew somebody with a bootleg, um, in it, in with to get, be able to get bootlegs, it was a really big deal. So um, yeah, that spunk one was one of the biggest ones, and then it was a Susie and the Banshees bootleg because Susie and the Banshees didn't get signed for like two years, so they had. There was a like a couple of live bootlegs or studio like demos or something. So yeah, the, so that that was like. But they were and the and the Buzzcocks had some fa- had three different bootlegs that were super famous. Hmm. So um, yeah, bootlegs were a real big deal. You know, back I then. think I think the internet kind of ruined that, didn't it? Completely, completely. Yeah. Yep. So because I mean, now you know get it's, everything it's now, an, right? It's annoying because. You know, the one I always complain about, and you're going to bust my balls about this, but I don't care. I always talk about, the, the like, why aren't the Necros records in print? Yeah. Um, you know, they only made 1,000 copies or something of the LP. Maybe it's 2,000 or something. But anyway, why, why don't they repress those? And the fact of it is they only need to repress a couple thousand. You know, it's not like people are lined up at, you know, Walmart to get these things. But, but you can get the entire things on Bandcamp, or you can get it on, um, they're all on YouTube. You know, it's it's all out there. Right, but yeah, not, you know the fact of the matter is, I don't know what's stopping. Well, I know what's stopping me. I'm, I don't have the cash, but I don't know what's stopping somebody from buying the super super high quality files on Bandcamp. Oh, and pressing them onto vinyl, game. yeah, yeah. For nobody, sure. you know, nobody at the pressing plant is going to go. Oh, I know that song. That's a band from that's Necros from Maumee, Ohio, nineteen eighty two. You know what I mean? It's right. like you could, you could pass it off as anything, right? And I think that's and, what a lot know, of people like we do, though, right? Those Danzig, those Danzig. You know, I saw one this weekend. It was the first Danzig album. It's a some kind of a unofficial. It's some kind of an official bootleg or something. You turn it over, it actually says American Records on the back or Deaf American or whatever it is at the time. Um, but you know they're not making it. Yeah. They even. I mean, why even? Why make a bootleg and then go through all the trouble even putting the record label? I don't. I don't know. If I would have known that 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 those records sound good, I would pay thirty dollars. You know, they go for about thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a huge amount of money for a guy like you who chases down all these old, <laughs> you know, these old English singles and stuff. But, but I'm I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm nothing compared to some people. C- that stuff was made for the CD era, and it yeah. probably needs a proper remaster for vinyl. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. So, but a lot of the bootlegs I'm talking about was stuff that, like back then when it first started, that was stuff that wasn't even available. Like you couldn't get any Susie yeah. Banshee like, stuff. Yeah. So the bootleg was the only thing you could get, and it was a yeah. really big fucking deal. So you, you know? so you so. make tape of a tape, and everybody be dubbing tapes, and eventually it sounds so bad it wouldn't even matter anyway. Yeah, true enough. But so, now, yeah. like you say, it's all available on YouTube now, so none of it matters, right? You can yeah. get, you can listen to Spunk in the next five minutes if you want, you know. There you go. When the Sex Pistols, right. yeah, only had well, ten songs. Why don't, so. you, why don't you play another song? All right, I'm gonna play um, a song by a band, one of these new bands I I discovered. Um, this band is called Duck Rotten. And um, now, where are they from? I see them around, but I've never heard them. I haven't heard them yet. I don't know, and I have to admit, the only reason I got turned on to it was because. Um, our friend the Fullers on Pro Rock Records. When okay. I was when I was looking at the Pro Rock website, I saw this Doc Rotten album cover, and I thought, "Wow, I really, I really like the artwork on that." So I looked mm. into it, and then I listened to them, and I really liked it. So all I know is the album came out in 2018, and it's called "Illusion to Choose." Mm. So um, the song I'm going to play is a song called "Mind Control." So this is "Mind Control" from Doc Rotten.
So there you go, Doc Rotten with uh, mind control from twenty eighteen. See, I wonder if they're Midwestern, because or maybe even like Chicago, because I swear I see them on flyers, which makes me think they're sort of regional. Well, it, the guy looks like he's uh, overweight with a beard. The singer, so I think it's the singer. So he must be know. Midwestern. Is yeah, he must be Midwestern. Yeah, he must be. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is a gross generalization. <laughs> But it is funny because that is kind of the mo of a lot of the punk bands now, right? Just out of shape and the like, the full beard. Yeah, but I'm betting that uh, Chavez doesn't have a full beard. No, I saw (laughs) those guys. They look pretty, pretty the classic kind of California look, slash greaser look. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I started a new book, right? I I just I love reading these punk. Oh, so hold on one sec. Hold 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 on one second. So go go back to the Steve Jones one. So what does he have to say about Glenn Matlock? Was it positive or negative? Um. He he definitely said that Glenn contributed a lot to the band, but the thing they had with Madlock, I think, was he was more like middle class, like yeah. he was a, or a little more posh, maybe even a little he like was. upper middle class. Yeah, but even he was talking about Paul Cook, who I think they're still friends to this day. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Paul Cook came from a decent family. He came from a horrible family, you know. Yeah, Steve Jones did, and I think even Johnny, it sounds like, came from a pretty decent. Yeah, it came from an Irish Catholic family, you know, so more, they might have been more, poor, but they were together. Yeah, they were together. Well, they, no, I think they were poor. They were definitely working class, but they were like a tight knit Catholic family, so there wasn't any, mm. you know, child abuse except from the priest or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, those Catholics that would never diddle their children. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> just in the Catholic Church, man. Keep it in the Catholic yeah. Church. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of anyway, sad, so, so I, I just started another book, Neil, and I know, I don't think you're super big into this band. Um, but I just started the replacements book, Trouble Boys, it's called. Hmm. Now, this thing is a tome, and it's written by a, a you know, it, it's written in cooperation with Westerberg and Tommy Stinson. Uh, Chris Mars did not participate, and Bob Stinson, of course, is dead, and nobody cares about the other guy. Was it Slim, Slim Dunlop? Slim Whitman. The, Slim, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slim Whitman was is he the old country guy, right? Yes. Yeah, Slim Dunlop was the guy who replaced Bob <laughs> And I know they had another drummer later, too, because Chris Mars did not complete their final tour either. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, man, it, I tell you, it's already got me hooked. I'm, I'm only in the two chapters in. The first, it starts with Bob's funeral. Hmm. So Bob was the original guitar player who, he died at 35 of organ failure. I mean, just literally Jesus. drank and drank and drugged himself yeah. to death by 35. And it, and then and it starts getting to the background of these guys. I mean, it's very thorough, this book, and about their about their backgrounds. And man, every one of them, just tough family situation. So, and maybe not Chris Mars, actually, but I haven't got to him yet. But anyway, it's 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 super good. So I'm, I'm really... Looking forward to spending the next couple of months with this thing, or month or so. I don't know. It's big. It's a lot. A <laughs> lot. So, anyway, what about you, man? You reading anything? No. I am I keep meaning to, you know, what all this spare time and stuff like that, but... Yeah. Um, but do you really have spare time at this point? I mean, I don't really anymore. Well, the reason I don't is because I'm either playing the bass, or I'm doing this, or I'm listening Are to you, music, you, right? you tightening up your chops? I am. Well, I'm doing my right. best. Doing my best, but, uh, you know... You don't want to get too good, you know what I mean? You don't want to get too good, because then you'll... I don't think you have to worry about that, (laughs) I don't think so, either. (laughs) I don't think so, yeah. Um, You know what's happened? Because I broke my right wrist. Yep. Um, If I play for too long, man, my wrist fucking kills. I guess it's just the angle that you have, you're holding the pick and stuff. My wrist really hurts after a while, so... I have to, I have Dude, to stop. I told you we got a lot of problems, man. I told you my elbow hurts from the giant beers. I mean, it's it's just a lot of <laughs> a lot of problems that come along with old age, right? It's true. 
It's true. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's good, man. You keep those you keep those bass chops up. We get the we get the band together. We get the band fired up. Yeah, all you gotta do is send this, me this whole send this whole podcast has just been a, this whole podcast podcast has just been an elaborate ruse to promote our our new band that as of yet. Uh, well, we have the best name. We you do. Can, you we came can't up tell with that one. Will steal it. Don't yeah, say it. someone Don't someone say will it. steal it. So yeah, you'll um, know when you hear it. Yep. I mean, it's, it it fits us perfectly. It does. It does. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. So, so mail. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of mail oh, recently. Mail? Okay, I was Since, gonna say. Oh to no, go on. No man. Oh yeah, do you want to play? Well, no, we got We no, we we got mail to talk about. So um, right, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry that people no, have I'm taken kidding. the time to write in. <laughs> no, we do appreciate that. Until um, I die seventy seven at Gmail, and of course you can message us at. Punk's Lie Die podcast. podcast on Facebook. Facebook hey, we still yeah. I still have some stickers left too. So send me your send us your name and address. Yep. And you know, no obligation to buy anything. I will send you some stickers. So. Send you some stickers I wish, free. So, well, I was I gotta say, Neil, while I was out and about this week, yes, I really was like, why didn't I bring some stickers? I could have been because oh, I went to some yeah. like, record oh in the record stores. Like yes, yeah, of I course. Stuck some stickers up. Yeah, you have to do I, that again. I screwed up. Yeah, you have to do that again. So, I've been yeah, I've been slapping I, them around here, so you know. I just need to keep some. Uh, what's around here? Your apartment. <laughs> when, when I went to the <laughs> pub downtown on Saturday, I slapped them over there. Every time I go to their fridge and get a beer, I see that sweet stickers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I need to do that. I like keep some on my wallet or something. I don't I don't know. But yeah, it's uh. But so and yeah, because I went to, like I said, I went to a couple places that would have been great to plaster them up. Yep. Just like, hey, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> Well, it's the perfect place, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you go to a rock and roll um, bar or something and put them in the bathroom and then go into record stores. You slap them on the, on well, the wall there. And I, and I told you, I went to a place and I, I, the T-shirts were so ugly that I, I couldn't, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. But we oh, it was, my, it was my last name, right? It was something McDougal's. We went to a restaurant. It was called Cook McDougal's. See? It's me. And it was, uh, yeah, it was an Irish pub with a Scottish name. I got to tell you, though, the food was really good. Oh, we enjoyed it very much. But which town is that drinking, in? Which town? I was drinking pints of something. That was in Kokomo. Okay. Are you sorry taking calls while we're on so, there? <laughs> sorry about that. Yes, that's, that's a listener <laughs> calling in to uh, to, yes. to ask for <laughs> some new through, song. Yes. But no, it was very good. But my wife was drinking pints of, I don't know, remember what it was. And it was like six bucks a pint. I'm like, holy cow. Hmm. But you're from Chicago. You're used to that. So anyway, no, it was very good. What do you think? Six bucks a pint's expensive? But it, it is in Indiana. <laughs> Cut it out, man. <laughs> God damn, it's cheap. Cheap. I was drinking cheap, those I big tell you. giant beers again. Once again, this seems to be a theme, right? I was drinking those big giant beers of like Miller Lite for like four bucks. It was like half a gallon. Fuck, man. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. It's so damn. it's quantity, not quality with you. Is, is that well, it? Well, you know, it depends. Yes. I'm, I'm a, I'm, listen, man. I am a complicated man. <laughs> And, with uh, with no taste buds apparently. <laughs> I do what I can do. <laughs> anyway, read the freaking mail. Play us. I tell you what, you play your last song first, and then we'll get into the mail and stuff. Which was Adrenaline OD, I believe, right? Oh, Adrenaline OD. That's right. Another great band. Just reissued all their stuff on Beer City. Um, man, we got to we got to break into that Beer City stuff and 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 talk about some of that Beer City stuff. I, I yeah, we got to interview that guy. We got to interview the Beer City guy. That would be great. Yeah, but we but we. Um, they put out they man. I tell you, if I had a label, I think it would be like Beer City. Mm-hmm. They put out a little bit of new stuff, but he's always putting out classic uh, skate punk stuff. You know, DRI I think was the big one that put him on the map. Um, the Faction, um, MDC, Verbal Abuse. Anyway, in my continuing uh, 
playing some of those hardcore bands, those little more obscure hardcore bands, we're going to play, I'm going to play Adrenaline OD, which Beer City just reissued their three LPs and their EP, their original four recordings. So let's do, this is from the Wacky Hijinks of, of Adrenaline OD. This is our first full length. Uh, it's called Rock and Roll Gas Station. station by adrenaline od those guys are very funny and they played as fast as anybody back in the day now they're from the east coast as well right yeah new jersey new, man new jersey with this whole thing going on with new jersey bands today i remember i interviewed somebody from new jersey one time i think it was the band oh, i can't remember what the name of the band was i'm like dude what is it with new jersey you know why is there so many good bands coming out of this terrible state <laughs> and uh he said, well, you know, you can see New York, and there's always sort of this inferiority complex. <laughs> wow. But I, I can't remember exactly what it is. I don't remember what the band was, let alone the exact answer. Went, Pretty bad, went, Neil. Went to Fuller's from... Uh, went, Who's that? Went to Fuller's from New Jersey? Yes. Yeah, they were, right? Yeah, remember, I asked him, are you from the New York side, the Philadelphia side, or the Toxic Avenger part? Dude, that's, it's been like six interviews ago. I, I don't remember. I know. What can I, I tell know. you? No, but All those right. guys you actually sent me a mail. package too. Those guys sent me a package too. Those guys sent me a CD and a T-shirt and stuff like that. So thanks, well, Pete. Send me Appreciate it. I haven't seen it yet, Pete. What's going on? Well, you, you know, you don't you didn't talk up the band. What can I tell you? There you, you know. go. Yeah. All right. Too busy talking about the replacements. Yes. <laughs> All right. My mind is still with Minneapolis. You yes. Know, my mind. Oh, <laughs> he's all at Minneapolis again. Are we going to talk about that nonsense again? 
Well, I, it's it's funny, you know. It, it's funny, you, you know, because, you know, listen, I am all for, I'm all with the, the this protest. I'm. It actually seems to be working a little bit. Does it? Yeah, there's some legislation on the table that might actually get passed. It's not going to get start... passed. The Democrats oh, will put it up. It's not going to go fucking anywhere. You know that. Well, but the, the fact of the matter is, well, I don't know. We'll see. I would love to see some. I think I think we might actually get something out of this. Now, granted, the fear is always that they rush and they don't think about the consequences of it and the laws are end up being bad, like, uh, you know, the Patriot Act. Yes, That sir. thing that we've now had for 20 years, which is neither patriotic nor constitutional that keeps getting renewed year after year. So, I, I, I mean, I don't. I'm not opposed to a little bit of caution. I don't think we need to be rushed foolhardily into this. But it would be nice to strip back some of the layers of protection that have been put up with on the police officers that have just been doing whatever they want for years with virtually no fear of ramifications. So anyway, it, there's my there's my political rant for today. So anyway. No, anyway. it will, and that would be nice, but you know exactly what's going to happen. The Democrats well, have put it up, and it's not going to get voted through. The Republicans are going to vote it down, well, and nothing is going to happen. I have I have a saying, and I, I stand by this to this day. You know, <laughs> what is your saying, Tom? <laughs> the Democrats will screw you. The Republicans will screw you. But if they agree on something, you better brace yourself and bite down on something because you are about <laughs> to get buggered. And so, in in general, I think that's the case. But we'll see what happens. Is that really your saying? That's kind of. I, I say that's... that all the time because when they agree <laughs> on something, bad. you if they agree on something, you know it's bad, dude. There's no way that all these hmm. idiots are going to agree on this. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Anyway, my, my, my hopes are my hopes are with it. And I know, like, Detroit's been protesting every day. They haven't had many many issues. So, anyway, it's it's good, man. Direct, direct action can work. The, so, thing anyway. that's, the thing that's been crazy is they haven't been doing it in the state so much now, but they've been protesting in England a lot. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been it's, frustrating it's me no end. Some of the you know, stupid, stupid fucking sanctimonious white liberal nonsense you see in England at the moment <laughs> is insane. Well, like, and it is annoying. It is annoying when you see your, you know, your white liberal friends seem to be trying to sort of co-opt the movement. That is sort of annoying. So if you if you sense any of yourself in that, don't do it, people. And I'm not accusing anyone of anything because I'm I I really think that most everyone's heart is in the right place. All I'll say is learn history. What did Pol Pot yeah. do in Cambodia? You wipe you wipe all the history from the history books and oh. try and start over. And that's exactly yeah. what people in England are trying to do. Hmm. By pulling down statues and trying to wipe every mention of like anything that happened in our history and t taking down TV shows, that whole cancel culture, right? Like yeah. faulty towers being taken off the fuck off with that. Yeah, dude, they Jesus. better not. They better not. They better not take. Uh, what's that one where the guy punches the horse? Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Blazing, yes, they'll <laughs> take that off too because that had a black dude in it, and they it probably did. won't it like had it. The N word about fifty times, I think. Oh, well, that's off um, already. Yes, you can always you can play depend. That's probably been taken off today, probably. Probably. So. But yeah. anyway, all right, enough enough, enough soapboxing for me. Yes. I totally forgot what I really wanted to talk about. Emails. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, read the email. Play another what? song. Let's leave these people alone. We've been we've been doing <laughs> our interviews have been going very, very long, so we'll just we'll leave people hanging today. Leave them wanting more. Well, we've got a lot of emails to talk about. So oh boy. maybe not. Well, you know what, I won't read them. I'll just I'll just kind of um give you the high points, right? Okay. So we have a listener called Joe Boss, I believe. Boss or Bossy? I don't know oh, how, yeah, how to yeah, pronounce yeah. that. Yep, so he wants us to, uh, he, he can't figure out what we look like. He can't put fing uh, faces to the voices. So he wants us to either put photos up on the uh, on the Facebook page or he wants us to maybe do a video podcast. So what do you think about doing a video podcast, Tom? 
I think it will happen eventually, and I think you'll be sorry when you get rejected. <laughs> well, maybe you that's can what, say that's that. That's what I think. I mean, listen, it's it'll be fine. No, but I think we probably will try to do that at some point. Yeah. I think that could be fun. Yeah. Um, but we kind of have to figure it out. And we might even do it, like, on-site somewhere fun. So, anyway, we'll, we'll, it's, it's on our radar, and we will... Uh, and we we're working on that. So yes, for sure. Hang in there, Joe. Yep. So right right now, just be content to hear our melodious voices. Our lovely voices. Yes. Yes. Um, I might actually. You know what? Hold on a second. You've been you've been jipping the listeners. You were supposed to when we got to five hundred. No, oh, two hundred likes. Two hundred likes on Facebook. Yeah. You said you were going to put a picture of yourself in the Fortress of Solitude. I never said I was going to put a picture of myself. I said I was going to take a picture of the Fortress of Solitude. Unfortunately, today <laughs> when I got up to my Fortress of Solitude to do our podcasting thing, my wife had laid out a bunch of oddball socks that maybe need to be matched or something. So I had to like. <laughs> Not only do I have all these pillows to deal with, I had to move all these socks. Tom, just buy the family some new socks, would you? Stop buying Miller Lite and buy some new fucking socks for the people. Jesus. So why do you think why do you think I had to buy Miller Lite, Neil? So people can have socks. I go to the craft beer if I uh, making your kids wear mismatched next, socks. Next letter, please. Next all right. Um Josh Burke. He's very upset with you that you haven't you, you don't know anything about Dillinger Four and you've never heard them. Oh yeah, he, yeah, I didn't think he was that upset. But yeah, and he yeah, wants yeah, us to I talk more that. about Dillinger Four. Listen, dude. There's only so many hours in the day, right? So we'll. we'll uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to try to educate myself on Dillinger Four. Eh, the sad thing is, I know Dillinger Four, and they're yep. okay. But all the bands I'm playing today, I like more than Dillinger Four. So, so, all right. well, so there you go. I'm still gonna listen to them eventually. <laughs> but yeah, my job has kind of gone back to normal, where I don't have as much time to listen to music as I did for a while there when I was. You know, mm-hmm. had, anyway, doesn't matter. But I'll, I'll try. I'll, I will do my best. Yep. So, um, and someone else yelled at me for not knowing some so- some queer songs. Who the hell was oh, that? Yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. And what I have to that? say, Brian, I, and I, I believe his name. Brian, I believe his name was. Yeah, and I have to that say was, that, that was actually kind of funny. Well, I have he to. Was yeah. Breaking up. He was. He was just being funny. But I have to say that you actually turned me on to the queers. I really hadn't listened to the queers until... Well, they've only you... been around since the mid-80s. I mean, I can see why. <laughs> listen, I had a lot of other stuff to listen to, all right? Well, they're just... You know, Joe was such a great songwriter. and uh, I agree. You know, like but... I said, not not very politically popular these days. And, you know, not always doing himself any favors in that department. But I think at the end of the day, a nice guy and a good songwriter. So, But, you know, in don't, my... Don't in cancel my... culture here. In my defense, I'll say, you know, there's a million punk rock bands and the queers went on my radar, but they are well, now, I and I, I like them a lot. Would, but, would you know. I say that about D4? Yes, I could. Yes, see, we're the same. Especially that's that's why like I brought a, it up. See? They were like a fat wreck band, and I, I'm not, I'm a little too old to have been, that wasn't my punk, I punk my punk entry was not that 90s skate punk stuff. It was the oh. original first wave, Pistols, Clash, Ramones. That was my entryway punk stuff. And it, granted, it was 10 years old by then, but that was, you know, I was not, I didn't get into punk rock through Tony Hawk or any of that stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that wasn't my entry. Yeah, the, well, the the best D4 songs, they, they weren't on Fat Wreck. They were on, I think, Hopeless Records, maybe? Oh. Okay. From like the late 90s. I think that was What's their best. That was their hopeless? best. Um. Yeah. Anyway, we've had, mul- we've had multiple guests speak of the horrors of hopeless. Nah, they, I'm sure they're great. They're hopeless. That's what Come on is. and defend yourself. Um. Uh, we have a listener called Steve Ward who wants us to send him stickers, and he's going to send us some free seven inches from his label Slapshot Records. 
So, I have not heard of. I'm not familiar with this label, but that's amazing. I sent you an email, Steve. Check it out from my private email. Check your spam. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's cool. And I and once again, we will add those. And this is a totally different topic, but we're actually already in the process of kind of putting together another listener submitted show where we play. We did it before. I don't. God, don't ask me what number because I don't remember. Where we played a bunch of songs that people had sent us, like listeners had sent us stuff. And we're in the process of putting another one of those together. So if you want to get in on that, you better do it quick. Because there are minimal slots available. Well, Slapshot Records on. actually has a... Pl- no, this can't be right. <laughs> Slapshot Records is on is on Discogs, but it's from 1979. So I'm doubting this is... <laughs> Wouldn't that, that be great? That, Dude, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Get some seven inches from 1979. Yeah, I would. That would be cool. Um, uh, so that's got friend Steve. Um, the next one, I am gonna rely on you. It's a uh, we have a listen. Uh, we have listeners in Poland, I believe. And isn't that great? Yeah, it is. It's amazing. Doesn't that warm your cold little heart to know that somebody in Poland is listening to us? It would if I knew how to pronounce his name. Yeah, it's a lot of consonants. <laughs> a lot of consonants. Yeah, it's it's the name of the band is AM. That's another thing I couldn't figure out what the band was because the band is like it's letters. AM, I believe. Yes, AM. Yes, I believe and then that's the, the band. Album is like two letters. So yes, the, I think it, the album it, is BA and the and the band is AM. I yeah. had a really brief conversation with him. He can speak a little English, at least on like Messenger. Um, and uh, no, I think it's cool. I don't. I mean, I don't think we're going to be interviewing him because I don't think it's that good of English, but. Uh, you know, I definitely get the feeling that at the end of the day, punk rock is a lot of universal themes, and I think it's about a lot of the kind of same things that like the UK eighty two bands were talking about and that kind of thing. So anyway, but we have cool. no idea because he's Polish and he might be singing about eating his tea. So I have no idea. He might. Yeah. He might. His first name is P R Z E M E K. So to me, that looks like Przemek. But I'm uh, call him Big P. But yeah, shout but, out to Big P. But Google said it was something like Zumark. So, I don't know. There you oh, go. Excellent. He's got a band excellent. called AM, and they have a, a new album called BA. You're so xenophobic, Neil. I can't believe you can't pronounce a word with 17 consonants and I no did vowels. my best. I don't, don't even get me started on his last name. Um, but <laughs> anyway, we're checking, we're checking that out. We'll play some of that for you eventually, and uh, yeah. Keeping with the foreign thing, um, I, th- I think you might have mentioned this on the last show, but we have uh, a new friend called Mario from Bogota, oh, Colombia. Colombia, yeah, yeah another and cool his, band. And his band, kind of Los, like a, more Los, of a Ramonzi style. Los Con- Candidados. Candid- there you go. Yeah, Candidados. I believe it's Candidates. The, there you go. Very good. How do they sound? So we'll play, I, I, we'll I haven't listened too. to them. Are they good? Yeah, it's cool. It's like the kind of Ramonzi. Okay. So yeah, we'll play them too. Anyway, anyway, like I said, if you if you're you you know you got a band or a label or something, and you want us to play something, you know, now's the time. Yeah, send this shit in. You're, either, um, you're gonna have to wait for volume number three. Do you want to talk about our friends from uh, what's the name of that Lusketeers or whatever? Do you want to talk about them? They they sent us email. Yeah, we'll play them too. Oh, you, that's, don't, that's you don't you don't want to say anything about them? Okay. No, that's probably enough on that. Okay. <laughs> Um, then we have our good friends, Paul from Boris the Sprinkler. He writes in a lot. And Jason Richardson from Garage Rock Records. He is doing a, a lot to help us. So, you know what, guys? He is, man. Go He's, out he, to... might, he may have hooked us up with a name that yep. is big, big. Yep. Big, big. Um, so go out to... I mean, we'll see if it happens, but it's, it's you know, I hate to tickle your ass with a feather, but there could be some good stuff coming. Go out to Garage Rock Records and uh, unperuse yeah. his catalog and buy some stuff from Jason because he's amazing. The, I mean, the, honestly, I, I think that 
that smog town and we played a little bit of it uh last episode and i think yeah, i know neil's played some of the uh i'm sorry we played gross pluto in the last episode we played Smog oh, i've played too, some, right? yeah we, yeah smog we played well, we yep. played quite a bit of that stuff for you guys and i'm telling you oh it's good it's good stuff so yeah it check is it, out. it is fast angry punk rock and the last one i want to talk about is um a guy called jay castro from who also does a zine and a podcast called audio oh. audio ammunition which is oh. uh a line from a Clash song. Um, and he actually wants us to guest on his podcast. How about that, Tom? What do you think about that? Um, you Stars. know, they say, any, they say any publicity is good publicity, Neil. Yeah. But so, I, do... I mean, I mean, I guess one or both of us could do that if we could make it work time-wise. I mean, yeah. it's, a hard, it's hard enough time-wise for us to do it. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, hey, I mean, what the heck? What do we, what do we have to lose? I'm tickled that uh, somebody would actually think we would. They they want to invite us on their podcast. Unfortunately, Dude, it's, it's our it's our extremely high level of professionalism. We might sink their podcast. <laughs> I feel often like... emulated, but never equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's actually that's actually from the Clash song uh, Radio Clash, I believe. Sending out audio ammunition. So I assuming he's a Clash fan. So that's. Fine yep. with me. I'll I'll go on there, but you know, you never you know, know what hey, I'll talk it, about. So, you know, memo for memo for future show. Yes, sir. We're not gonna do, we're not gonna talk about this right now. Okay. But there's certain bands, and the Clash are probably the most famous punk bands that people who really don't like punk music like, and I want to talk about that. So, oh, that's an interesting topic. Mental note, because it actually kind of irritates me. Well, especially, and I think it kind of <laughs> turns me off to those bands. Because the hipster followings. Well, it's probably just London Calling and Sandinista. It's probably those two albums that do that, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll listen to the I don't think right. they'll listen to the first album and uh, give them <laughs> enough rope somehow. I think they'll right. listen to those. Yeah, troll and stuff. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, that future future note. I always tell you to write down future notes. I don't think you're actually writing this stuff down, so maybe we'll get to it eventually. It's going into my, my mind. It's like a lockbox. And, yeah, uh, and it's and it's <laughs> a lot. Of, <laughs> you can't get into it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I I've uh, lost the key. But uh, there you go. Right. So Did that's what I want. No, oh, uh, Jesus, you're keen to get away, aren't you? Okay. You, if it gets well, a mil- we that's well, a Miller Light. Pretty long, and our interviews have been long, and I think we can give people a little shorter shows. Summer now, people you know can go outside and enjoy themselves, spend they, time with their families. They can go outside and listen to our podcast. In there, the you sun. there you go. There you go. Get a suntan. Um. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to play, the last one I'm going to play is from another band that I hadn't heard of until a couple of weeks ago, and it's a Canadian band called Territories. Why don't yes. you, I don't really know anything about them, so do you want to, do you want to you talk know, them I, up I a second? They're, they're only a couple years old. Their debut album came out a couple of years ago, self-titled. It's one of those things where, like, they have one of those names that's not, doesn't tell you they're punk. The cover of the album is like a dilapidated shack. Right. Doesn't really tell you that it's punk. And... But they're really good. They they actually it's like all the guys from a band called Knucklehead that was like an oi street punk band and they just you know, I don't know if they split up or just decided to go a different direction or what. And uh Territories are a cool band. They they kinda have those songs that'll give you the feels like the early bouncing soul stuff did before it stopped doing that, at least for me. Um, but it's cool. It's got lots of different elements. It kinda reminds me sometimes of like maybe like stiff little fingers or even make maybe a little pogues or something, but it's you know it's not the, yeah the song Green Eyes has got a lot of that in it. Yeah, it's for not sure. the hardest edge stuff out there, but it's just you know good songs, cool stuff, it's a little jangly sometimes. 
No, they're really they're really well written songs, and it's one of those yep. ones that I heard you, you you talked about it, and then yep. Skipper talked about it. it. So it, was it like, ended up being one of my favorite records a couple of years ago. Yeah, so it was like from twenty eighteen. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'll listen to it, and I'm sure I'm not going to like it, but I'll listen to it, and then we'll see. And I can at least say that I listened to it, and I listened to it, and I loved it from the first song. So there so you there go. you go. What song so I am going to play. It's the second song off the album. The song's called "Quiet Voices" by Territories. Yep. Great song. Quiet Voices by Territories. And if you See like that? that, the whole album is like that. The whole album, I mean, it's just really good songwriting. You now, can't, you can't fault it. Specifically, I think that might have been the poppiest song in the record. Mm-hmm. But Which it, is why I chose almost, it, actually. It yeah. almost reminds me of, of a, a little bit like of New Wave. You know what I mean? It doesn't have the crunchy, super heavy guitars. It's got a super great hook. Like, I think that song could have been like on the Valley Girl soundtrack. And I know, and that's a compliment. I love that soundtrack. I, I, I just think it's that you know, it's it's a well written song, no question about it. It is a really, I mean, all the songs are well written. That's one of the things I like about him. And there is still in some of the songs, there's kind of a street punk feel to some of the songs. So, but all the songs are just really well done. 
Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's territory. So it's a terrible band name, at least in my opinion. But uh, I think the uh, I think the album is really really good. So I'm pretty sure I heard that they said they said that Neil's a terrible name. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, uh, that's just rude. What, yeah, they're, they're in you? Canada. You know, we still have not broken. So we still have. Boy, we are we are we are an old boys club. We are a cracker factory around here. I don't think we've had anybody who wasn't Caucasian, and I don't think we've had anybody who wasn't male. It's time to uh, time to break out of our box a little bit, and we haven't had anybody that's not American. Now we have some we have some foreign people lined up, so we're trying to expand our horizons. I swear, we're not intentionally trying to be like. And we went you to know, the West Coast, right? That's isolationist. Yes, that's, that's, that's well, pretty good. And, you know, and like I said, it's reminded us. This this show has really reminded us how tribalistic punk rock is, because most of our contacts were, you know, Midwestern. You know, people we see, you know, and, and like Smogtown and and Gross Pollute are such great bands, but they never played over here. Right. I was so kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Di- you had to find them in a different way. You know. Yeah. So, anyway, Neil. Remind the people again how they can get a hold of us. I've already said it once today. Uh, that would be uh, punktillidie77 at gmail.com. Yes. And the Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Write us nonsense. Write us anything you want. We're happy to yes. to get anything from you guys. We, and we're, we're happy lo- to suffer fools. And we'll send you, yeah, maybe not that, but we'll send you stickers. And, uh, and you know what? We might actually have, we're getting close to actually have some T-shirts. We've actually talked about that for a while, but I think it's actually getting close. So, um, we, yeah. Uh, and, well, our next episode is going to be 50. And like I said, if we were organized, we'd probably set up something really cool for that. But we're not. So we'll probably just have a normal show. Maybe we'll shoot for 100. We figured we'd be like fall before we'd be at 50 episodes. But we yes. were... <laughs> We've been going at such a advanced rate, and we probably will slow down a little bit for summer. We have kind of, I don't think you'll be seeing more than two a week, but we'll see. That's easier said than done, right? We might start getting all our calls might all start getting returned at once. And then... well, yeah, well, here's what happens. I mean, and you're right about that. So one of the reasons why we had so many in some of those weeks was because if you get offered a guest, then you have to fit in with their timeline. You can't yep. be telling them, yep. well, no, we can't do it then. Why don't well, you come back a week are, on yes. Tuesday? <laughs> You know, but uh, depends who they are, but yes, yeah, that's true, <laughs> that's true, yeah, fair enough. But uh, but yeah, so that's what happened there. So anyway, yeah, you rock, you are correct. So I'd say two a week is probably a good yes. a good expectation. You know, and 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 we do enjoy just doing it with the two of us. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. I know, I know, we're, you know, originally I think the people who've been with us the whole time, I think definitely appreciate it when it's just the two of us rapping. Right. Um, but I know we a lot of people I have come aboard you know, from, for the interviews and we definitely, we're going to try to find a balance of both. And I think, I think probably one of each a week is hopefully going to be the, going to be the standard. So, but you know, everything's subject to change based on the wacky apocalyptic times we're living in. So that's one of the beauties of this podcast. We just really basically do whatever the fuck yeah, we think we about. No, so. we, have no, we have no plan. Right. Exactly. No <laughs> I mean, plan. it's uh, we could, we could, you know, as much as we love punk, the show is more like one of those jazz records where one guy just starts jamming and then, you know, the next guy starts jamming, and it's just like this. All right, that's enough out of you. All right, <laughs> you're right. Enough. You're right. Let's go. I, I swear <laughs> I've been drinking nothing but water. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you later. Stay free, everybody. Bye-bye.